What is up, everybody? It is I, Officer Smith, once again back with yet another episode of my podcast. Now, I am so excited for everybody to be listening in today's episode because today's episode entails my first day on the job. Wasn't as exciting as I'm going to depict it to be, um, but it was really interesting, really intriguing, and for the most part, fun, nonetheless, actually. So, 8 o'clock in the morning, I get there. I get to the uh, human resources building in front of the the, uh, the complex. And some paperwork, but not a whole lot, actually. It was, like, really, really freaking not a lot of paperwork at all. And so, that's done in no time. And then we were sent to go get our uh, pictures taken for our IDs. And so now I have yet another ID. First one was my training ID. Then the second one was my cadet ID at CODA. And now I get an actual state-issued identification card as an actual correctional officer. So that's pretty cool. Love those that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, most of the time, most of the rest of the time was done with just... Uh, touring uh the other complexes and it was uh really quite really quite interesting we saw not even everything but we saw a lot okay we saw the maintenance shops we saw the workshops where welding happens they they make license plates for the entire state pretty much i mean it's crazy see what else did we do uh we went to the armory at one of the units and we got issued me and uh my buddy from the academy we got issued our very own oc our very own phantom oc spray so it is ours now and uh if it gets used or damaged in any way then we have to go trade it for a new one and so nobody's allowed to use it but us and it's pretty cool to have our own thing i really like it um i mean i hate i hate it but to have it at my arsenal i really like it um <laughs> don't leave it in my car though because the heat will make it explode and then my car will be oc'd up for a very long time probably what's up uh let's see we went to different kinds of units we went to my unit um i got to re-meet some of the uh, cool people I got to meet when I was a trainee, some of which remembered me. Um, so I got to see differences between a level four yard and a level three yard. And tomorrow we're going to go to a level five lockdown yard. Um, and so that should be another very interesting thing. We're going to also be handcuffing tomorrow handcuffing real actual inmates and not just fellow cadets no actual inmates so all in all should be a blast um yeah i mean we just we did a lot today i'm kind of don't know really what else to say um we got to ride around in a van. That was pretty fun. Um, 
got to be on the floor for the first time ever when I was a trainee. All I was doing was being in the control rooms like a puss, but now I got to see the floor, and I got to walk the floor, and I got to see the inside of cells, and what they should look like, and what happens, and all that jazz. Really quite interesting. I really quite liked it, to be honest, and it, it only motivated me to do, do good at this job, and get better, and try different things we saw the mail room okay and so all these different people were telling us what their job entails one person her her job is to go through all the magazines and see if they are okay for the inmate to have but if it has any nudity any like how to make your own personal knives yeah none of that none of the how to make your own alcohol either literally they can't have there's a lot of restrictions on them obviously because they're inmates and then, you know, they have the people that go through through mail. And we showed pic- we were shown pictures on the computer of ways people have tried to sneak drugs in to their inmates through the mail. And it's really interesting stuff. And, yeah, we saw this one where they try to sneak in, like, over 30 cell phones in these minions freaking life-size minions they try to sneak in cell phones it was really honestly crazy and it did intrigue me a lot and uh i did find out that we do have canine units that would be awesome they have just so much things. You could be a firearms instructor, you could be a self-defense instructor, instructor. Um, you'd be a canine unit. You can work in mail and property. And so you'd be searching all the mail. Sounds interesting. You just do all kinds of really cool stuff that I want to get into. Alright, I want to get into, I want to be the one that finds drugs and mail. I want to be the one to walk around with a doggy who can sniff out cell phones. Because that will be a lot more effective than just me searching through crap. He could smell it, boom, found it, it's there, bang. That'd be so cool and so rewarding. Plus, that doggy would be mine. He'd be my dog. That would be so awesome. Um, but, you know, I have... I have realistic expectations. Uh, I know that kind of position is probably pretty uncommon to get in, and there's a lot of uh, competition for that kind of job, but I would want it. I would really, really want it. I would want that over sergeant. I do not care. I want a dog. That would be so freaking cool. Uh, yeah, and we're still understaffed, so, extremely understaffed, so, you know, they, they're thanking us, like, thanks for being here, hope you, I really will hope you stay and stuff, and there's a lot of, a lot of overtime, which I'll probably take advantage of, and I'll even take advantage of this COVID, because, you know, you got an extra 8% because of COVID in your pay, which, uh, can go a long way, especially if you get overtime, You get time and a half for any hour of overtime you get, and it is just, woo. 
mean, if I have to drive an hour to get to work every day, I might as well make it worth it, right? 12 hours a day. But, you know, I'm going to get some fat checks rolling in, getting some good experience to be a correctional officer, and then uh, see where my career goes from here, honestly. It can go in every in any which way. I just hope it goes a good way. And I believe that it will if I work for it. Now, this being said, away from the correctional officer aspect of this podcast and more towards my life as this podcast, okay? Because this is my journey as an adult, not my journey as a correctional officer. It's just that me being a correctional officer has uh, been the only thing I've talked about because it's been the only thing going on. Right? So, let's talk about some other stuff that is important to me. First off, now with CODA being said and done with, I, I miss everybody that I went to CODA with, but now I'm glad I get to sleep in my own bed and be in my own home and I get to just be with my family now. And it's pretty nice. But, um, I've got other goals besides just my career. Um, I kind of want to do college now. Yeah, that's a new one, right? I kind of want to do college now. Just probably online. Even though it's probably the only thing there is because of COVID, but... Yeah, I want to get some college experience, or I mean credits, and it would help me promote, and it would help me get jobs over others, and just, it would unlock doors for me, necessarily, especially in this kind of career path. It could help me in a lot, in a lot, a lot of ways. And the good thing is, The uh, department will reimburse me for any money I spend on college. And that is why I decided to do it. I wasn't going to at first, but now that, you know, almost nobody gets gets this kind of opportunity. And I do, so I would just be dumb to pass it up, I think. It would be stupid. So I'm going to do college probably not a full thing just maybe I'll get an I could get associate or a bachelor's degree maybe and then uh, not only that but if I have a degree it'll add an even bigger stipend to my pay like associates I think is a plus 2.5% associates is like a 5% and a master's is like a 7.5% stipend so it'd be really good for that as well plus promotions and it'll open so many doors And if uh, the department will reimburse almost every cent I put in there if I get, like, really good grades. It's like if I get A's, then they'll reimburse me all of it. If I get B's, then they'll reimburse me, like, most of it. C's, they'll reimburse me some of it. And then, like, it'll be, like, D's and F's. I don't think they'll reimburse me at all. So it's kind of a... This job is kind of... An incentive for me to go to college and doing good in college is an incentive to get my money back and feel like I got a degree 
without spending a dime. How awesome would that be? Well, the answer is extremely awesome. So, I think it would be smart to take advantage of that. Another really important thing in my life is fitness, all right? And I'm not a fitness guru. A lot of times I'm actually really very lazy. And I hate it. I wish I wasn't as lazy. I'm going to try to fix that. Even if I have to go to work at 6 and be there by 6 and I have to leave my house by 4.45, if that means I have to get up at 3 to do cardio, then I will. Because everybody knows if you're going to do cardio, the most effective time to do cardio is in the morning before you eat. That way, that way, you uh, burn off any fat that's all that's you burn off your body fat before you burn off any other calories or anything you've eaten so if you go running after you've eaten you're not really burning fat you're just burning off what you ate whereas if you run in the morning on an empty stomach you didn't eat anything probably just drink some water so there's nothing no calories no fat to burn off except for your fat so your body looks to get that energy from this this workout that you're putting in right now not from the food you just ate but from your fat storages itself so before no time you're like toned and freaking like shredded and then you work out and boom you turn that fat loss into muscle gain Um, But, you know, I know it's going to be really hard and I have to test and try a few things out. And I will tell you guys every step of the way. If I succeeded, if I failed. Right now, I will say the hardest thing for me to do is to get up in the morning. Especially because I'm starting this new career as a correctional officer. I'm kind of (sighs) nervous. I'm kind of nervous before I go to work. So I I like lay there in bed and I don't want to get up because I'm like putting off the fact that I have to go to work. But I just got to understand that it's something I have to do. It's something that's going to happen. And uh, nothing's going to change that. I feel like if I do get up before work and I go jogging, it will help me relieve some of that stress, some of those nerves that I might have I'll get the heart rate up the blood flowing it'll be great then I'll eat breakfast maybe at home or if I don't have time maybe I'll take it to go or maybe I'll just wait till I get to my unit but it depends on how work goes and what work is like and uh, I have to work out a lot of kinks because with 12 hour shifts that leaves very little time for me to do literally anything. So, yeah. It's like with 12-hour shifts, it's going to be eat, wake up, eat, go to work, and come home, shower, sleep, do it all the next day. So, I think... I can get up an hour earlier every morning. Excuse me. Use that time for cardio. 
hopefully before nine. I'll wake up and do it the same the same thing the next day. And I will save all my weightlifting and all that stuff for my days off. Because let's face it, with 12 hour shifts, I'm not gonna find time to get up in the morning, go jogging, go to work for 12 hours a day, come home, go to the gym after I change, then come home, shower, eat, sleep. You know, unless I'm just absolutely killing myself. Which case, if I did do all that, I probably wouldn't get to bed by nine, and then I'd be tired the next morning. I'd just be dragging ass, and I have an hour to drive to work, and I do not want to be tired for that hour. And yeah, it would just kill me. So it's very simple. I work one day, one week. I work four four days. Next week, I work three days. So it'll kind of be switching on and off. Um. Four days I'll do cardio, then the three days I'm off, I'll live, I'll work out, I'll lift weights. Because you have to uh, have, you have to have uh, a reservation to go to my gym anyways. So, you know, even if I want to go to the gym uh, during my work days, then I'd have to have a reservation perfectly set up so I could make it. And that would be like impossible. But anyway, so cardio when I work weight training when I don't work but I can make a few exceptions say the day that I do work it's it's my Friday basically so I have a three or a four day weekend looking at me well I know I can stay up later that night so I can do cardio that morning go to work and it's my Friday so I'm off for the next three or four days then I could go to the gym after I get off work because I'll have time, and I will, there won't be such a, a noose around my neck to get the hell to bed, and yeah, and even when I, I'm off, I can still do cardio in the morning, I just like to separate the two workouts so they don't interfere with each other, because if I'm jogging, I'm I'm running, and I'm, I have a goal, and that's to lose, lose, bo- lose not body fat, but belly fat get nice toned shredded abs right that's my goal when I when I uh, run so I'm not gonna run and then come home and have a huge freaking breakfast or I'm not gonna come home and have protein because protein is for muscle growth I didn't do anything to tear my muscles so there's nowhere for them to grow so the protein is just gonna go straight to my my, my fat it's just gonna make me fatter which I could turn into muscle but it's just not a great idea not the kind of bulking, shredding kind of thing that I have in mind. <laughs> um, so yeah, these are my goals looking forward from here on out. Because when I was at Coda, my goal was to just be there and graduate. It was really, it was much simpler times, you know? Much simpler times. But now, I'm free. Okay, I am so free. It's, uh, it's honestly scary to think how free I am, what I can do with my life, with my time. Because every second in this life counts. doesn't matter if you're 53 or you're 18. Booth. You can do it no matter what. No matter how old you are, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. And I want to be a successful 
handsome, dashingly handsome young man, okay? And I think I can get there. So, that being said, I want to keep going with this career. I want to get a college degree. And I want to continue to advance in my physical fitness uh, goals, if you will. So, I want to do all of that and then some. But what I also have to do and what I also have to pay attention to is not everything is about me. And family is very important. And I have like a couple of good friends that I want them to stay my friends. And my parents are always there for me. So I got to be there for them too. So I'm not going to just become a lone wolf, a lone survivor, just disappearing because I'm spending all my time at work or working out or sleeping. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm still going to use my days off to the full of my advantage means my video game playing days are probably over unless me and my friend are bored and we're bonding through video games you know but otherwise I'm gonna be spending it with my family as much as I can even if it's just watching TV with them in the living room because honestly I didn't do that enough as a kid because I had all these video games and I love video games and I love to occupy my time with playing video games but the older the older I'm getting the more I'm actually starting to realize just how important family is just like I don't know it's me maturing growing up I guess if you will because you know at first I was that that spoiled kid who wanted everything for Christmas that he asked for and when he didn't get it would cry I looked back and I thought man what a brat but I didn't know better now I understand my parents are freaking amazing and without them I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here because it was through them raising me and through the way they made me grow up made me turn out this way. Plus a few other outside forces helped along the way. Not just my parents, but my entire family. Taught me, you know, my parents taught me very important skills in just being a gentleman and how to work hard to get what you want. Although my parents were very, very lenient in a lot of ways, they made sure I knew that I had to keep behaving well and I and I would get rewarded. I've been grounded like once in my entire life. I'm 18 now, so I think I'm a little bit at the age where they can't ground me anymore, but I wouldn't even give them a reason to anyway. Obviously, I'm a correctional officer, so I've never done drugs, and I I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any of that, so I never gave them a reason to worry about me, really. Except besides maybe when I picked this job up, but... You know, it is what it is. Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. 
point is, I know that you have to work hard to get what you want. Because I know nobody placed this job on a silver platter for me and said, here, take it. While I must admit it was pretty easy to get this job, I thought it would be a little bit harder than it was. Now it's uh, actually working here is the hard part. I feel like anybody could pass Coda. You know, anybody could really. It wasn't that hard of a thing. Okay. Might sound like a jerk by saying that if you didn't graduate, but uh, it's not that hard. And because we're so short staffed, they made it even easier. It's nothing like the police academy. It's nothing like the firefighter academy. That's why I respect those guys so much. Knowing what we went through through the Code Academy, I knew that was like nothing compared to what these other brave men and women have done. Same thing with the Army, the military. I would never even join the military because I know I'm, I'm too weak. Okay, that's not true. I could do it if I wanted to, but the thing is I don't want to because I don't... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big family guy. I might be only 18, but I at least can admit that I appreciate and love my parents dearly and I know that when I have a wife... I will love and appreciate her dearly. Same thing with my kids. And I want to spend every waking moment with the love of my life. And you can't do that in the military. And so that's that's my chicken crap reason why. If you want to call me a wuss, call me a wuss. Because I do respect all the military veterans and those who are currently serving. And even those who are about to serve or want to serve. I respect all of you. It is not easy. It's definitely a lot easier. I mean, a lot harder than being a correctional officer. That is for sure. But I couldn't. I couldn't even dwell on the fact that what if I got deployed and then I would have to go months or even years without seeing my family, and the whole time they'd just be wondering if I'm okay. You know, I. I don't want to go through that. Okay, I cried when I had to leave them for a week at the academy. I got better at this, of course, because I was, I'm 18 and it was the first time I ever had to leave my family for like a week and only see them for the weekend, but I got through it fairly painlessly, to be honest. It's not that bad. But... With all that being said and in your little heads, just know that I'm not done with this podcast, not even close. It's just my first day and I told you about all the interesting stuff I got to do. Tomorrow will be even better. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a ride. I don't mean just tomorrow, I mean my entire career, my hopefully my entire life. And maybe by the end of it, you guys will uh, know my story. Hopefully at the end of it, it won't be uh, like freaking 800 and something and something episodes long, but... hope everybody keeps listening because I really do appreciate it and uh, 
photo was fun, but now the real work begins. Now the real hours start to get put in line and get to put in the work and the effort. And I will have some pretty crazy stories to share, no doubt. Once I have a few years under my belt, of course, and once I cross-train and on uh, different units and all that stuff, get to work at a level 3, all the way to a level 5 yard. That ought to be a heck of a ride. And I will let you, I will update you guys on anything and everything from my um, progress with my college to my career to my fitness goals to, well, everything. Even if I get a girlfriend, okay? Um, yeah. Still uh, kind of dealing with this, this whole stupid breakup, but with every day that goes by, I get better. I start to realize that uh, you guys didn't know that kind of relationship because I, especially now, I don't like to talk about it only because I don't want to bring negative attention to that person, but nobody deserves that, you know. I t- I, she knows about this podcast, but I don't think she really listens. Um, and that's just the truth of it. But it's definitely hard. Um, we were together for like two and a half, almost three years actually. This September would have been the third year, but we didn't quite make it that far. And... Uh, yeah, she broke up with me about three weeks ago when I was in the academy, so it did hurt, but lucky for me, I have amazing family, and I made great friends at the academy, and I have an amazing friend right here back home um, who was there for me and made sure I wasn't alone for too long because, don't get me wrong, I was never suicidal, I was never depressed. In fact, I don't even really think... I cried. I don't know. I'm probably lying to you guys on that one, but don't get me wrong. I do miss her, and I am very, very upset it happened. But I was never depressed or any of that stuff. But if you've been through any kind of serious relationship and you are have went through a breakup or you're going through a breakup, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that being alone does not help. You have your family to talk to. You have amazing, close, good friends. They make sure you're happy. And if you are in a relationship, it's just words to the wise after I've been through my first serious relationship. Don't. It, it takes two to be in a relationship, okay? And I'm not a relationship expert by any means. All I mean is it does take two to be in a relationship and... It needs to it needs to work out for both people. The effort needs to be there from both of you. And so if one person is paying for everything, if one person is doing everything, I understand there's certain circumstances that made to pick this, but don't let anybody take advantage of you. And for God's sake, 
Don't stay just because of the sex, all right? I know how it feels, but don't do that. And I'm not saying that's what happened here. It's definitely not what happened here, but... My dad told me a very good piece of advice, and it it was uh, learn to be alone, really. If you learn how to be alone, then it's a lot easier for you to be alone. Please do not think that you need to be with somebody to be happy. Before I had my girlfriend, I was happy. Because the thought of having a girlfriend excited me. And the thought of always in my mind trying to picture what kind of girl she is, what she'll look like. I don't know, call me stupid, but it was kind of fun for me. That sounds weird, but now I get to have that same feeling again, you know? Because my girlfriend, I know what she is, and I know what she's like, and I know what she looks like. Don't get me wrong. She's very beautiful. But that's not a reason to stay with somebody. It's what's on the inside that counts. And also, do not get me wrong, I do not think she's a terrible person by any means me and her just did not connect that's all there is to it enough said um but yeah don't be afraid to be alone and learn how to be alone because now that i'm single i have more time for my friends for my family and just to work on myself get to focus on my career making a move on college and my fitness so don't get me wrong though I always like a good flirting and you know it's fun now I get to have some fun instead of being tied down all the time so really is kind of like a win-lose situation but you just look at the good stuff and don't think so much on the negative stuff because it'll just eat you up so yeah with that being said everybody i'm going to end this episode to close after one more thing today i got to pat down some inmates which was interesting yeah yeah i forgot to mention that so today i got to pat down some inmates um and uh yeah we went to one of our units which was a level three yard and they're able to come and go as they please and there was these inmates that were trying to get to the other side of the yard and they have to go through this gate through this officer who in turn has to pat them down and so they told me to pat to do pat downs and so i did there was like five or six inmates that needed to be pat down so I mean it's real quick it doesn't take a long time you just feel around the neck collar do their sleeves the front of their torso the back of their torso and then their pant legs and uh, that's it um, the only part I got hung up on was uh, 
there was this transgender in me I had to pat down. And uh, without offending anybody, it was a dude, but with breasts. And I'm guessing like an ass implant, because I had a big bubbly ass, alright? And uh, it was really awkward, and my FTO didn't really know what to do. Because there's this fine line between males patting down females and while he wasn't a female because they're on a male yard they're not considered a female until basically their penis is they don't have a penis once they've gone through the full like transformation then they unless they do that then they stay on a male yard so there's kind of like this fine line where you're not supposed to pat down a female so because he had boobs my FTL wasn't really sure if I was supposed to pat down the, the the chest, the torso as well. So he just told me to do the collar, the sleeves, and then uh, the waistline, and then the pants. That's what we're supposed to do. But um, after I was done with that inmate and they passed through the gate, um, I guess some someone said that we are allowed to pat down transgender inmates if they look like that because they're still a male. You just up to the officer I guess I mean you should still pat down everything because if you if they see you avoiding certain areas then that's exactly where they're gonna hide stuff so you really do have to pat down everything so if they have boobs you have to pat those down um, you just like kind of feel with the back of your hand you're not like groping or grabbing anything you definitely don't want to do that anyways uh, but yeah some definitely some interesting stuff I mean it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be in the academy, you know, they tell you, give verbal directives. Tell them exactly what you want to do. But, like, you get there and the inmates already know that they have to be pat down. They already know how they have to stand. So they already turn around with their arms up anyways. And you just pat down. All right, next. Pat down next. Pat down next. Really is honestly nothing to it. Um, so I pat down, like, five or five to ten inmates. And... They all went through. I didn't find anything on their person. So, yeah, they were good to go. But, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. And uh, stay tuned for tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, then probably the next day. I don't have, like, a set routine or a schedule of which I upload. Usually I'm too lazy, and so I'll record, and then I'll upload the next day. Um, so, yeah... Stay tuned, and always remember, I love each and every one of you. Bless your souls for listening to me drone on and on and on. And without further ado, I will let you guys enjoy the rest of your day while I go enjoy mine, alright? So, remember, don't do drugs, don't get arrested, and don't get COVID. Bye-bye, everybody.